Hands down, the easiest way to increase your profits and cash flow is to increase your price. But so many trade businesses forget or feel bad about doing it. Tune into today's podcast where we show you just what the impact of raising prices is and how you're mad not to do it. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Alrighty, team. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, here with uh, Tony Fraser-Jones, TFJ in the hot seat as the host, with my uh, old mate, Phil Smith. Yeah, good old mate, Phil Smith. How's old mate? Oh, always, always good. Old and matey. Yep. You've just been to the gym, have you? Yeah, here's a bit of a mess, but um, yeah, they should be right. Yeah. yeah. Bit sweaty. How did it go? Oh, it was a bit sweaty. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Put in the yards? Always, mate, always. Uh, was it a legs or an arms day? Oh, it was a back day today. A back day. Yeah, killer. Killer. Hate back day. You can't see the, the progress. You're say, looking in the mirror and it's, just, yeah, it's, not that, uh, it's not that exciting to, yep. to watch yourself. Do you go at home, like have a mirror thing set up so you can... Do the back. I try to go into the into the bathroom and just see all the different mirrors, you know, reflecting on each other. It's kind of like a house of mirrors in there. Right. Yeah. Yep. None on the ceiling, anything like that. Nah, you no, it's good. Just anyway, for, just for the bodybuilders, not for yeah, me. This is yeah. uh, this is a family show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get we, back on yeah, topic. What are we talking about, <laughs> mate? Uh, what we're talking about today? Well, look, what you charge for your services is a bit of a hot topic, right? So, as a business owner, we don't want to charge too much and feel like we're ripping people off. But at the same time, if we don't make the profit, we aren't going to have a business that's much fun to own. So, pretty tricky dilemma. Uh, and today, basically, we're going to dig into how powerful prices and how you should aim to get as high of a price as you reasonably can, because it allows you to provide great service and make good money. So, should be good. I'm really excited about this because uh, for most of you listening, this is probably uh, the quickest, best win you can get right now in your business. Uh, and look, right now prices are, you know, inflation's up as well. So this is really important right now. Uh, it's really important anytime, but super important right now. So um, yeah, this is uh, this is good. It's a big one. Yep. Yeah. I reckon you should definitely take notes on this one. Yeah, for sure. Grab your pen and paper. Yeah. All right. I'm sure you got a story to kick us off. I have. Right. True story. Uh, talking with a coaching team the other day and a couple of members of our uh, program, early days for them, uh, Mike and Dale. Dale is a woman's name. I didn't really realise that, but it is. That's cool. So Probably should have done your homework. Well, I'm doing it now. <laughs> I right, did it good. for this. Anyway, um, so what, what they did, one of the things we do early days when uh, you know we're helping people is get them to back cost their jobs, which is checking the profitability of their jobs. And it's unbelievably important to do. Uh, it's like the engine room of profitability. Anyway, they did this and they actually figured out that they just weren't making enough money off, off jobs, uh, low 20% margins and, uh, and lots of issues. And we talked about you know, why this was, and there can be lots of reasons, and one of the reasons was definitely the price that they were charging. Uh, and this was to some of the building contractors. And so they came to the realisation with um, you know, a bit of a kick in the pants from us, is like, hey, you need to really you know, have a price rise with these, with these builders. And they were stressing out about this big time. You know, what happens if we... What happens if they don't want to use us anymore? Mm. Uh, what happens if they complain about it or don't want to do it? What happens if we can't keep the team busy because we don't have as much work? So, I mean, it's all that stuff that goes through your head when you think about our price rises. Anyway, they, you know, summoned up the courage, grew grew a pair, as they say, <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, they told their builder his, his name happened to be Richard, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, that's sweet. I reckon it's about time I did the same. Yeah. It's like, oh, Okay, that wasn't was, that bad? Wasn't that bad? And and uh, actually, a lot of the people you work with, if you're working with other tradespeople or other contractors or whatever, mm. 
they're probably struggling with the same thing as well. Um, so it might give them permission to do what they need to do as well. So, you know, this is not an off, often as, as scary as it seems. Uh, but the, the increase in profitability for Mike and Dale is, is significant. And that's a big yeah. thing about what we'll dig into today. You know, an increase in price, it's all gravy for you. It's all profit. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go through some numbers as well, which will, you know, it'll be really eye-opening for you as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's such an important topic, you know, like if we can't get our pricing right, I mean, this really can set off either a catastrophic um, chain of events or it can do the opposite. So, I mean, what are some of the problems that we run into if we don't get this right? Well, the, the first problem is you just won't have enough cash. Now, uh, inevitably, when our clients uh, that we're helping have cash flow challenges, it's because their margins are not high enough. Occasionally, it's because they haven't been collecting money properly and you know, mostly though, it's, they just don't charge enough. The margin is not there on their jobs, and eventually yeah. that chicken come home comes home to roost. Because if you're not selling the work for enough over and above what it costs you to do the job, which is your materials and your labour, and for your overheads uh, and a bit of profit for yourself, what's the point? You're just not going to have the cash. So yeah, well, uh, it wrecks you in a couple of ways, right? Because I mean, in terms of cash flow, you know, it doesn't matter. Even it just takes one client to not pay you. If there's not the margin there, you know, then your cash gap just gets too big to close because your other jobs don't have enough fat in them to cover one or two going south. So your cash flow can really eat it up. And then even if you grow really quickly, uh, if you're not making enough margin on, on the jobs that you're doing and you add a stack more jobs, um, you've got a bunch more expenses, but there's no fat in the ones that you are invoicing and you have to wait to be invoiced for the new work you're putting out and you get an even bigger cash gap. And it just gets too hard to close, so cash flow definitely eats it. Yeah, cash flow, cash flow is um, is a problem if your margins aren't high enough, and it's That's it's right. um, it's massive. And and uh, you've got to look at the margins if you've got cash flow problems, because I can guarantee if you're listening, most likely your margins aren't high enough, which is a function of two things: price and obviously your productivity. But often price is the easiest one to fix. Yeah, um, I think the next thing, and this is something that probably isn't obvious is when your margins are too low, often what happens in your business is you're actually providing poor customer service. Yeah. You're like, what? How does that work? Well, pretty simple. Uh, you don't have enough margin and enough fat, enough money in your kitty, if you like, to actually uh, train your team properly, to put the right systems in place. Um, you know, you can't get extra people maybe in the in the back office to help organise things. So, you know, you're running things by the smell of an oily rag. And the service levels suffer. Yeah. Uh, and, or, funnily enough, uh, because you can't get enough people to make sure things are well organised, actually, your productivity can suffer as well. Yeah. Which, again, hurts you in the cash flow and, and, and the money side of things. So, Or you're so afraid to put the price up that you're driving the guys so hard to be efficient on site that they actually end up rushing to keep up with the timeframes you've uh, budgeted for. Uh, and, you know, there's more mistakes. There's more rework, more callbacks, um, which each margin... On both yep. ends. And, and you wear your team out. They get tired and over it and emotionally kind of, you know, they had enough. That's so, right. So, um, so that's definitely, I think uh, you, you tend to be time poor as well because, again, you don't have the money to actually buy time back to get help to take things off your plate. Mm. Uh, so you get this double-edged sword, and I see this a lot. And, you know, if you're listening, you might have experienced this. I haven't got any money, but I haven't got any time either, yeah. which is like the Quinella you don't want to win. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and obviously if you're short of time, then your lifestyle... Uh, you get lifestyle poverty, so you know you can't do what you want. Your family suffer, your health suffers, mm. uh, and it's um, it's a little bit of a vicious circle. Yeah, or 
actually, it's a big bit of a it's vicious a circle. It's a big vicious circle. Yeah. You know, you don't get those things and you work even harder to try to get them on even more of a shoestring budget, not just budget in terms of money, but budget in terms of the amount of energy and time that you have because you're already, you know, absolutely thrashing your time bank account, your energy bank account because of your lack of profit and it actually just gets worse and worse and worse and feeds on itself. Yeah. So, Well, and, it's a, and another thing happens here too is, um, and we've seen this a lot with larger businesses, they might be doing 10, 12, 15 million in, rev- in revenue, but they have very skinny margins. It looks great that they've got 80, 100 guys running around, but they're doing projects for very slim margins and not making any profit. Yeah, And those are the ones that often tip up because th- there's just no cash there. Well, especially because those guys are usually doing some pretty big jobs and you get one big job goes a little bit south with no margin and, uh, and you, you know, you lose big. Yeah, and, and a lot of those big jobs have retentions as well. So you might have a very skinny margin. 20%, 15%, some are even lower. It's like outrageous what some people agree to do work for. It's a crime. They should should get a clip around the ears, to be honest. <laughs> um, but if you get retentions, it might be 10% of the contract, uh, you know, and maybe you've got to wait for a year to get yeah. to get that back. You're, you're upside down cash flow-wise, and that's that's a problem. For sure, for sure. Well, what if we do get our margins right? You know, what is there to gain? Yep, so margins give you profit and cash. Simple as that. So you're going to make good profit, and you're going to have cash in your bank, to pay the bills and pay yourself. I yep. think you can provide better service to your customers. You've got more money. You 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 know, If you've got more money in cash, you feel more confident about actually investing it in your business. And so you'll get the piece of technology. Maybe you'll get some takeoff software and you'll get a you know, better job management system. Uh, you get a, a CRM. Uh, you get an operations manager to, to run the jobs. You get an estimator so you can get pricing out quicker. You start to build a business because you've got the resources. So that happens and... and uh, you know, the, the jobs tend to run smoother, which is what you want for the clients. Yeah. Uh, definitely more time. You can buy time, but you've got money. You can get people to help create lifestyle. Um, you know, for low margin businesses, always tough for that. Mm. And I think, um, it, you know, when you when you do charge properly, you actually feel confident. You, you feel like you're backing yourself. You feel like you're valuing yourself highly. And I think that's good for your confidence as a business owner as well. It's like, hey, I'm worth it. Yeah, massively. And, I, and that's a big thing often. You know, we don't price properly because fundamentally we don't think we're worth it. Yeah. Uh, which is probably something we should get into. Uh-huh. Well, actually, it's it's interesting because that confidence really builds on itself too, right? Because, you know, you start winning some jobs at some higher margin. You start valuing your time and your service more. You start feeling better about what you do, which actually allows you to not just charge more for your work, like even more again, but you win it at that higher margin because you're confident in what you do. So you actually sell it better as well. It's um, massive. And then, you know, you feel better about yourself. You look after your health more. You look after your time more. You have more energy. You have more passion. Um, it actually gets easier and easier and easier to to maintain the margin the higher it is. Yep. Um, because, you know, you actually sell yourself as, as a premium product. Um, and you can actually be a premium product because you have the time, headspace, and infrastructure to be that. that that's exactly right. So that's, um, it's crucial. Very insightful. <laughs> I liked that. We try our best. So how do we actually do this, man? Because obviously I, I bet everybody on Tenderhooks now like, hey, this sounds great, but how do I do it? Yeah, it's like, hey, well, I'm just going to lose all my work if I do that. Yeah, um, yeah. And I understand that you might feel like that. Um, and hey, you might lose some work. It's probably work you want to lose anyway. That's another you know, another whole thing because um, odds on, if you apply the 80-20 rule, there's 20% of the work at the bottom of your business that's costing you all the money. Yeah. And you probably just want to nix that work. Yeah. Um, but I, I think like there's, there's two certainties in life. There's death and taxes, right? Yeah. We're probably going to die and we're all going to pay taxes. Well, we all are going to die and we all are going to pay pay taxes. Hey, look, we might not pay tax, but we might go to jail. 
That's yeah. <laughs> so you pay a kind of jail tax. Yeah, yeah. I reckon there's a third one is that prices will rise. I mean, mm. prices go up. Yeah. So I'm not sure why we're sort of so stressed about actually putting our prices up because I bet, I bet over the last 12 to 18 months, you know, if you're tuning in to this, the prices for your materials have gone through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. not just your materials. I mean, like gas, yep. bloody wages, food. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> all the prices have gone up. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't adjusted yours, and I'm sure most of you have started to do this, if you haven't, you know, I'm giving you permission right now to get started, um, is you're just squeezing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, because that's not the aim of business. The aim of business is to, you know, get paid, get paid at a good margin. Yeah. And hey, look, if, you know, if, you, if you're unsure about the whole thing of prices will rise, I mean, just think back to the stories of your own parents. Uh, I know my dad always tells me a story about going down to the fish and chip shop and being able to buy unlimited chips, two sausages, a piece of fish, and a burger for a dollar fifty, um, and I tell old Sparky Dad, "Well, the future is now, Grandpa." Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, my my dad's actually an electrician as well. We call him Sparky Dad. Well, uh, but no, you yeah. don't get you get called Sparky Dad. Well, yeah, I suppose people call me Sparky Dad as well. But uh, in this case, yeah, like I mean, he tells me that story, and I suppose there's always those stories, you know, like what did you buy a house for? Your parents bought a house for versus you know what you got it for. And prices will go up, and you have to go with them. It's so important. How many times has he told you that story? Oh, about a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. It's probably another two or three hundred to go. Yeah, Fine. exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. willing to hear it again. It's yeah. a thumper. Yeah. I mean, now now we're both dads. We tell the occasional story again. Oh yeah, tell him to, telling his story now. Happy days. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Oh, this you got week. it now. <laughs> Anyway, right, hey, I want to talk some numbers. I think yeah. numbers are really important here, and I know it's probably a bit tricky when we're talking about numbers if you can't see them. But you know, I'll, I'll try and paint a picture, and if you can paint this in your mind, please try and follow on. Um, let's say your business has a uh, hundred thousand dollars revenue. Let's say that's just a month, and your your net, your, you know, your profit margin is ten percent, which means you're making ten thousand dollars profit. Pretty simple. Mm. Uh, in that case, your cost is ninety thousand, right? You follow, Capiche? Following. Good, good, good. So let's say we let's say we put a ten percent price rise in now. So our revenue now is hundred and ten. Ooh, this guy's sharp. What's our cost? Uh, Twenty. Cost? <laughs> Come on, our <laughs> no, cost no, is still ninety. No, our cost is still ninety. Oh, no, right. sorry, I'm thinking I'm thinking the other way around. Profit. Yeah. Sorry, cost about is that. ninety. So our profit now is is twenty, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know we've put our price up ten percent. What's happened to our profit? It's doubled. It's doubled. Yeah. So you put the price up. All of that goes straight to the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, this will vary a little bit depending on where your revenue's at and how much you put your price up. But the math's kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, you know, increase in profit uh, in uh, price has an incredible impact on profit. Yeah. It's just that simple. So 10% increase on 100000 your profit doubles. goes from 10000 uh, to 20000 if your cost to ninety. Yeah, really simple math, but that's the math you got to do in your business. You could do the same math. Yeah, hundred percent. Just get your your profit and loss statement for the last month and add ten percent to it. Leave the cost the same and see what it does to your profit. Yeah, you'd be like, flipping heck. Yeah, that's powerful, right? Big difference. Big difference. Yeah, but I think the thing is, people really um, they fear losing the business, and that's the big problem here, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, anyone listening is going to be thinking, hey, that's great, you know, I could add this, but the problem is I add it, and then what if people actually say no to that price, and then I end up with less, because I don't even win the job, right? That's the challenge, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, 
Well, number one, we don't know that'll happen. Yeah, exactly. Number two, prices are always going to go up. Yeah. Uh, and number three, and this is really important, uh, if you put your price up, you have to lose a lot of work to actually not be further ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some maths on that, and we've yep. got a, a whole table on yep. this that we use with our members, but some quick maths on that. I mean, you put your margins up by 10%, you'd have to lose 25% of your work before you lost $1 of profit. And so the fact is if you lost 20% of your work, which you wouldn't, like that would be nuts. But if you, even if you lost 20% of your work, you'd actually make more money than you did originally. You just have 20% of your time back. Yeah, with less work. With less work. And at that point, mate, I mean, you could fill that up again with even more of the profitable work or you could actually just have 20% of your time back and actually get some headspace and some breathing room. And I think in the same document, for me, what always blows me away is how the opposite is actually even worse. So if I sharpen the pencil and decrease my margin by 10%, um, the amount that it actually goes the other way is bigger. I'd have to win 33% more work to actually cover the shortfall of what I've discounted. Now, for those of you listening, I mean, in your heart of hearts, I don't think you have the staff numbers to do 33% more work in the same time frame, which means that doing that is literally throwing money on the fire. So, yeah, like cutting price is a terrible idea because the amount of work you have to do just increases dramatically. And, exactly. You know, if you need to do 33% more work, you need more team members. You might need another person to price work. You've got more invoices to do. Your overheads go up. It's like a complete cluster, right? Yeah, 100%. So, it's really important to understand that uh, if you put your prices up, you've got to lose a lot of work for it not to be a good idea. Yes. That's, that's the, the message here. Like a crazy amount. Crazy amount. And here's the thing even if you do lose some work, if you're actually costing your jobs, you'll figure out what type of work is good work and you can just go market for some more of that, some more of the high margin work. Yeah. Uh, you know, we often get people who don't want to, members, people we help, like, oh, I don't want to work for this, but they're a pain in the neck. Mm. What do we say? Just, like, put the price up 40%. Yeah, and if they accept it, they probably won't be a pain in the neck anymore. <laughs> it's funny that, right? Yeah, but so, I think even more than that as well is it's like – when we tell people to put the prices up, and you know, we sort of just touched on this, but I just want to be very clear, is you know, we don't usually say, hey, let's go put your prices up across the board. You know, there'll be some types of work you're doing that are making killer margins. There's other types of work you're doing which is literally ruining all the good work you did and the good jobs. And that's why, you know, again, this this module here today is not about back costing, but that's why back costing becomes so important, right? Because if we're clear on which margin work is good and what work is actually providing the bad margins. Well, then we hike the bad margin work up and that either becomes good margin or we lose the stuff that sucked anyway. Yep. And I think that's the whole point. So, you know, before you jump to conclusions about, oh, but what if I price myself out of work? I'm like, the only time you do that is you want to price yourself out of work that wasn't good anyway. Um, yeah, so you, you can put the price up on the on the low end stuff. Yeah. Uh, and even on the stuff that you're making great margins on, look, a 1% or 2% price rise no, no one one's going to notice, no but that's one, one or two percent that's going to go straight to your bottom line. Exactly. That's going to help. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is this is it's about numbers, uh, and the person who worries most about your price is you. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And if you're working in markets where it is incredibly price sensitive, like sometimes the, the large you know, commercial tender market, maybe it's time to look at some different markets. Maybe you need a strategy change as well. Yeah, uh, because there are plenty of markets out there that aren't completely price dependent. And I know some of you will be going, oh, Tony, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's different where I am. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. I'm just telling We've you. We've done this not. enough times and it's enough not. places yeah. to know that you it's, can find, it's not. You can yeah. find niches which uh, have the ability 
for you know price sensitivity. That they're there, hundred percent. Mm. And I think that sort of drills down to the key point here is that the problem with pricing for most of us is it's actually in our own heads. Yeah. Uh, and we tend to price work out of our own pockets. And what I mean by that is it's easy for us to landscape a garden or to paint a house or to put some glazing in or to plumb out a house or you know wire up a house or a factory or whatever. We know how to do that. We can't. We don't understand that it is actually valuable because we we find it easy. It's obvious. Yeah. It's not to your clients, or they can't do it. Otherwise, they'd be doing it, right? Yeah. So, 100%. you know, it's easy for us. So why should we charge top whack for it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing is, is you know, like we always say, the first sales job is on ourselves. And I think what you first need to do is don't think about the jobs in terms of you know parts, materials, labour. You know, the guys that you send. You got to think about it in the in the terms that your customers and your clients think about it, which is what it does for them. So, you know, if you if you're listening right now, I mean, like, what would you pay per year realistically to have a super healthy family all winter long that never got sick because they were nice and warm and dry? Like, what would that be worth to you if they never got sick all winter? Uh, and then if you think about what would you pay for a heating unit, um, you know, a heat pump, split system, you know, something like that. Uh, the thing is, it's like you'd probably pay a lot more than the value of the heating unit to never get sick. But the fact is, is that it kind of does that, right? Yeah. Um, so the fact is, when, you, when you're selling it, if you're just looking at it and you're pricing it based on what it costs you rather than what it's going to do for your client, um, then, yeah, you're probably missing the point. And it's going to be really hard to get top dollar and, and good value for it. Well, and, and another example, I mean, value is in the eye of the beholder. Like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So the value is in the eye of the client. They, they're the ultimate judge of value and therefore price. So, you know, for instance, if you have a, a blocked drain or a sewage drain and there's sewage and effluent, you know, over the over your yard or your, your lawn or whatever uh, and you need it fixed now, you're mm. going to pay a lot more for that than, you know, some other plumbing service or drainage service which is not so urgent. Yeah. And so it should be priced accordingly. Like there's a bigger value yeah. to, the, to the client. So. Uh, you know, we've got to do the sales job on ourselves. We've got to understand that um, we are worth it. And I think for a lot of people who are listening to this, if you're a business owner, you're worth it. Far 100%. out. 100%. You are worth it. Your business is worth it. You are worth it as a person. Your family is worth it. You are, you know, you're not a blue collar kind of uneducated person who just fell into a trade. You're a, you know, you're a professional. You've trained for this. It's taken years of training. You've got to train your team, your apprentices. You've got to have your back office all sorted out. You deserve to be paid well. So, Charge properly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's so important. And I think, like, definitely it's about valuing yourself and, and you know, the skill set that you've that you've accumulated and that you've worked on and that you've, you know, bled for. I mean, like, definitely, like, this is this is not something they can do themselves, your clients. You know, this is, this is a highly skilled task that you're performing. So it's really important that you see the value in yourself. Um, I always think about that story, you know, the one uh, from the ship. And the guy comes in to, to fix the creaking noise. And he, and oh, he comes the, the in. The engine won't start. Oh, yeah, the engine yeah. won't start. That's right. It wasn't a creaking noise. Yeah. And he comes in and he uh, and he ends up um, just walking in with a with a wrench and he bashes a certain pipe, looks around for a bit, bashes a certain pipe, and everything whirs into life and uh, he charges them a thousand bucks. I think he charged them uh, 10 grand. Oh, 10 grand, yeah. was it? Oh, there we go. I'm getting the story yeah, all wrong, right, but mate. you'll get the point. Yeah. Uh, 10 grand, whatever. And then uh, and the, they go, what the hell, 10 grand? All you did is hit it with the pipe. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's a hundred bucks for for me to hit the pipe. 
9,900 bucks for me to know where to hit it. Yeah, which pipe to hit. Yeah, Yeah, which pipe to hit and where to hit it. So I think that's the whole point is like, you know, like you have a skill set and a knowledge base that's actually, you know, very complicated. It takes a lot of learning, a lot of skill, and and you have to value that. You have to. So put your prices up. And yeah. do it regularly. Don't do it once and like forget about it for two years because the market moves. So, you know, have in your calendar to look at it every quarter, uh, yeah. and, and tweak it. Uh, you know, might just tweak a little little tweak here. Maybe you've got some specialist work that you do. Like for example, uh, maybe gas work. You know, is a little bit more uh, specialized. Your charge out rate should be more for that. Yeah, there's lots of ways you can cut this. The point is. And I encourage you as a business owner, if you're listening, try and get the highest price you possibly, you know, reasonably can. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had um, someone tell me that you should charge enough so that it just makes you cringe a little bit. You just pucker up a little bit <laughs> until you get used to it. Well, also, like I've also heard you should charge enough that people do say no sometimes because if you find that no one ever says no to your pricing, um, you're probably underneath, underneath where you need to be. Yeah. yeah, and this is another thing. Don't compare yourself to everyone in your marketplace. You know, mm. the people who are in the bottom twenty-five percent of pricing, I can tell you, they're not making money. No, no. Uh, even people at the fifty percent—it's the people, you know, in the top twenty-five percent are the ones that are really doing well. I know this totally. from experience, and that's where you want to sit. Mm. And uh, when you start charging that price, it actually forces you to pr- deliver value of that that amount as well, which is uh, which is cool. Yeah. And if you are charging a good price, you know, you can pay your people more. You can get better equipment. Yeah, uh, you can get more people in the back office, so you provide good, responsive service. Yeah, you can get through your pricing quicker, and we've got numerous examples in our membership where people, uh, you know, can get the job priced, done, and invoiced before other competitors even come to look at the job because they've got the the support system to do it. Yeah, uh, so that's yeah, and you yeah. can better quality control. You know, you can get, have the quality control systems in place to to do a great job. Yeah. Yep, it's so important. And I think, like, I always remember Dan Kennedy used to always say, you know, there's only two places that's actually worth being in the market. You either want to be the most expensive or the cheapest. So don't look at what everyone else is charging because you actually want to either be less than all of them or more than all of them. But the problem is being less than all of them is a really, really hard game to play and you need a lot of volume to actually survive at that point. The Really, the best place to be is the most expensive. So the only reason I'd look at my competitors is to see how much higher I need to go than that, honestly. Because if you're the most expensive, you're the most premium, you'll be the most sought after by the highest level clients, and you have the most capital and profit to actually play with to maintain the quality it takes to be the most expensive um, and to survive hard times if, if, if it comes. You know, Anyone in the middle of the most or least, you're actually in a really tough spot. Yeah. And it's doubly important, you know, right now to be across this because inflation's really high. Your material costs are going up, your labour costs are going up, all your overheads, your gas, you know, everything is going up. So you want to maintain uh, those margins. And and frankly, you know, if nothing else from this podcast today, grab your P and L, look at what your revenue was last month, multiply it by, you know, add ten percent, and then see how that changes your your profit. Your costs aren't going to change. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, flipping heck, this is kind of juicy. We should do this. Yeah. 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 So do it. Do, do it. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, should we land this plane? Let's do it. So look, increasing your price, it's a simple and powerful way to increase profits. It's like the easiest way. Uh, even if you lose a couple of customers, the numbers show that you're still going to be well ahead on profit and you'll, you'll have less customers, which is easier. So that's great. Yeah. So really, it's time to toughen up, put your big boy pants on, be a business owner and put your prices up. Let's do it. 
Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.